0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Attention. Attention. Do I have everybody's attention now? Rebel Radio. Burn it down! Rebel Radio
1: presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast.
0: There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk.
1: He's got the latest in covering all the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics, he's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event.
0: I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rick Baker. D-, 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 D.
1: And we never forget to go old school.
0: I was Rowdy before Rowdy was cool!
1: From the Golden Era.
0: The irresistible force meeting the immovable object.
1: To the Attitude Era.
0: And if you're not done with that, then he's got two words for ya! Yeah!
1: To the Revolution.
0: It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un- goddamn deniable!
1: And everything in between. This is your Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is in my house.
0: Give me a hell yeah!
1: Welcome, everybody, to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are back, Scotty Via and Paralegal Mike, for another jam-packed, fantastic episode of the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mike, how are you, brother?
0: I am not bad at yourself, Scotty.
1: Uh, Buddy, I'm doing good. I think I'm hitting that um, WrestleMania lull where I don't take an official break from all the wrestling news and the wrestling shows and everything like that, but I definitely lay off a little bit. After WrestleMania season, it's like, all right, I'll... I'll record Raw this week and I'll just catch up on it. Same with SmackDown. It's that kind of, you know, vibe for me right now. But that doesn't mean there's a lot, a ton to talk about and not a ton to get into.
0: How are you? Uh, I kind of feel you. I always get burnt out after WrestleMania. There's so much going on around that week. And obviously that weekend where you're just like, ah, finally. And then more news (laughs) breaks and other promotions. You're like, oh, God, it never stops. Like we're both active on Twitter, so we can't can't run away with it. And we obviously do this fantastic program for all of you. So we definitely keep our fingers on the pulse.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, now I can take a break Mania seasons over and then you see something, then you see another thing like, well, start booking the pod again. we got another show coming up here in a couple of days. So uh, uh, thanks to everyone for sticking with us. Thanks for checking out our mega. So last week, the WrestleMania recap and everything that was happening around WrestleMania weekend, another great episode, another great reaction from uh, you, the listening audience numbers wise reaction wise uh, messages and things like that. so thank you again for everyone that reaches out to us via the at in my house pod social media. that's Twitter and Instagram uh, it's very much appreciated I like interacting with you guys quite a bit uh, and, and getting your feedback on anything even t- things that come up throughout the week you guys are hitting us up with did you see this what do you think about this and we we love that stuff so uh don't and the stop. answer
0: is the answer is we always see it
1: that yeah we definitely do
0: <laughs> but again or maybe hat, not actually i don't know <laughs> um
1: there's been a couple times i mean for me with how busy work has been lately uh there's times where i don't touch my phone or social media for a solid eight or nine or ten hours which for the most part is perfectly fine but
0: i go you, eight hours a day without right in that active my lunch break maybe
1: yeah, exactly. And mentally it's great, but I do look forward to getting back on at the the end of the work day and be like, Hey, what I miss. And if yeah. there was something that we missed, one of us is hitting up the other one, or you our listeners are letting us know in our DMS uh, on Instagram and Twitter at in my house pod. So thank you very much for that. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, we look more forward to uh, more of it. So thanks for listening. Make sure you're sharing this potty with your friends. That's how more listeners and this whole community will continue to grow. And uh, we can uh, chat with more wrestling fans. That's what we want. Yeah, dude. uh, Great week. Quick plug to, uh, again, the Caravan Crew here in Regina, Saskatchewan. Search them up. Uh, A great, great store with, uh, obviously, pro wrestling merchandise, figures, shirts, socks, Funkos, all that, plus horror movies, pop culture, uh, knickknacks, throwback stuff like throwback cards and VHS tapes and Nintendo games. They've got a ton of stuff, so hit them up on uh, the Facebook, the Instagram. It's Caravan with a K. It's Caravan Curio Collectibles, our number one supporter. So we love giving those guys a shout out here on the show on the show each week. Mike, thanks again, Caravan <laughs> uh, brother. Uh, we've been talking about it, and we haven't been not talking AEW. Mike and I uh, off air talk a lot of AEW all the time, but when it comes to the restrictions of the show and what we're talking about, Mania season
0: is. It's pretty WWE heavy. I think that's oh, fair for it, every show. Out there. I, I mean, headline wise, it's just been WWE heavy. And I think that's evened out a little bit in well, the, I mean, the past week.
1: The, the goddamn company got sold. So yeah, you know, like there's a lot of WWE going on in and around. Vince is and, back. in Mania <laughs> Weekend and his whole new look. But um, AEW did what they, they needed to do. WrestleMania happens. The WWE gets sold and within days AEW stole some headlines a lot of headlines by uh making a big announcement last week on Dynamite.
0: Yeah, I mean and finally it was an actual big announcement. Yeah. Um yeah, obviously when they had purchased Ring of Honor, which is a big say in the all in show, that really started AEW. Um they have that name back. They're going to do that show again and obviously the world has heard they're going to do that. Wembley Stadium, which I mean to this date will be the biggest AEW show, and boy, they got some work to do before <laughs> August because that's ninety thousand seats you want to fill. Um, is it possible? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, they said they've had really great pre-sale numbers. I think they said like twenty five thousand. Awesome. That's a
1: quarter. From what I saw.
0: That's, that's a great start, but why we're talking about this show is now you have to build something worth getting 90000 involved with. Granted, yeah. their idea of doing Wembley is to get that European audience. It's a great idea. It's a great place for people. And obviously, flights are cheaper if you're going from Europe. They're trying to get that market. Much like this Canadian tour, it seems like they're targeting audiences, Outside yeah. of the
1: States. <laughs> Let me jump in for one quick second. Uh, AEW yeah. is doing so well in the UK. And I oh, believe f- it's Sky Sports that, that has their TV show. Um, I, I Don't quote me on Sky Sports doing this, but it is one of their major sports networks in the UK. Their ratings are so good for AEW. And their WWE ratings were so bad, they got rid of WWE television. And it, if you watch wrestling on that channel, it is strictly AEW on Wednesday nights. Uh, so that says a lot for why I believe they're going there and doing this. I am one of those guys that I fully believe that Tony and his team has done enough research over the last, I'm going to guess, at least a year to see if they can pull this off, fill that arena as much as they can. And I don't think they just went into this willy-nilly and be like, oh, let's do Wembley, sign a paper and go, Yeah, he very well could have. He's got the money to do it. I don't think that's the case. I think he's a pretty smart businessman. But anyway, sorry, go on. I just wanted to say. Uh, that.
0: I, to that point, it is 100 years of Warner as well. So, yeah. I, I mean, they're celebrating a huge milestone and obviously having one of their shows, if you can get that kind of live crowd, looks great for Warner. But um, yeah, no, I think those in the, the TV department and those rights around the world, yeah, they notice those numbers. Granted, the UK is a smart wrestling crowd. They they really are. They appreciate every little aspect of wrestling if it could be wwe AEW, the indie shows that go there they they support wrestling they are in their local pubs and they are at those small shows but yeah. wembley is is a whole other beast it, it's again it, it's it's a, a a size of show they've never done and um i think the the big question i have for you scotty and we're going to talk about this a little bit more do they have the star power for ninety thousand seats? Because again, we we are invested. No matter what, this could have been an arena in London. This could have been anywhere, and we're we're very much so invested in a a new AEW pay per view. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 love that idea. Like give us more of that. Because I'll tell you one thing: they do right. It seems is AEW does pay per views
1: pretty well. That's such a hard question. I'm gonna go with the roster that I know they have. And let's be honest, CM Punk is still under contract with AEW. So I I consider him part of the roster, a a tool for them to use to promote this uh, show and sell it out as much as you can. I want to say yes. I think between Tony, the Bucks, Kenny, and CM Punk, I think they can sit down if they start their story soon Build a story that makes it so must-see that people have to buy tickets. People have to tune in, whether it's on TV or pay-per-view. I don't know, but they have to tune in, and this is a can't-miss show. I really think they also need to lean into the name All In. We That was before AEW even started, but it was essentially the genesis to kick off that, hey, we've got something here to make another viable wrestling company in North America all in happened it was great they sold out uh, over 10,000 people on indie names let's be honest even though they were big names of bucks and kenny and cody they 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 did it they 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 ran with a bet and they won 90,000 is a lot of people that's a, a lot
0: of people for you a, think of a live event that's
1: a lot of people a live event wrestlemania each night didn't do 90,000 people
0: there wasn't well, ninety thousand
1: people in night one. There wasn't ninety thousand people in night two,
0: in SoFi Stadium. That's that's right. So there was a there was a hundred and sixty some thousand between two days. There's a hundred thousand people at our WrestleMania in AT and T Stadium. They have proven that they can do this kind of show. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying again, AEW is incredible. Yeah, it's a great product. But I'm going back to your first point. CM Punk under contract. CM mm. Punk is a name that that does fill seats. It, it's why CM Punk came in the first place. He would you'd always find a way back to the Fed. Yeah. It, 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 no matter what, how you left, you can always come back. I think the landscape's changed because yes, I I do believe CM Punk will be a part of all in. I, I'm very much so in that camp. Obviously, Dax on his podcast saying I talk to Punk all the time. He wants to come back. He wants to He wants to give back to wrestling and the wrestling fans. Of course, you want to flip your script, man. You've been looking like a baby in every report that has come out about it. is um, in a really great place right now. But yeah, I think we've been talking and I've been saying forever, let's just book Punk and FTR versus the Elite. Let's get this going. But other than that, you look at the flip side of things happening in the Fed. If people are unhappy, like reports are saying, if a Drew McIntyre can't come to terms on money or creative, what a better homecoming after your non-compete in, what is it, 90 days? Yeah. Then to to come to the UK and join AEW. Because guess what? Tony would pay that. If Bailey's truly unhappy, you're going to pay that. You're in you're in that camp and in that range of like if you're gonna make decisions where these people are, this announcement of that show is like, well, if I get on this now, you can have a, a Cesaro Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can you can build you can build some matches here with with names that people know and obviously like hometown kind of heroes. But I would say across the like, I mean, it's great that Soraya's there. What a homecoming to Wembley! What an amazing homecoming that would be. But the big one is—is is you're you're looking at your money makers, and CM Punk, I think, is a big part of that conversation. With a good presale or not, it's ninety thousand seats, and I think a success is even fifty thousand.
1: I'm with you. For me personally, a success is forty thousand. That's oh, that's a sure a massive yeah. amount of people for a company that hasn't done that number. I believe they did like. 35,000 when they did um the show at the uh Arthur Ashe Stadium Grand Slam in New yeah. York. I think the first one did a shit ton of people. And that's the New York area, right? That's the the northeast area of the, of the states. I think going to the UK you can you can do that number easily in my opinion. if if, you, if it's under 40,000, I'm going to go what did you guys do wrong? And I'm just going to start looking at booking right away how did you miss out on booking great television and storylines to fill this massive stadium this isn't even an arena this is a fucking stadium so for me mike the number one storyline i think that needs to be done and told and headline this event is the elite kenny and the bucks versus cm punk and ftr now there's the realism in there at, at at all costs. Obviously, we know the punk and the fallout with the, the, the backstage brawl with the elite boys. You can even tie that into the unhappiness with FTR, even though they just re-signed. I don't feel like they've been used properly in, F- in in AEW. That to me, I think FTR and the Young Bucks should have headlined at least one pay-per-view by now. They've only had two, maybe three matches in total. So I would say do that. I'd say either there's got to be world title on one of the guys and tag team titles on one of the guys and all the belts are on the line or whoever wins becomes the new EVPs storyline wise.
0: But, oh, that's, that's, that's a great storyline. I think um, that's fine. Th- I think for them though, they need to, if I'm renegotiating contracts, Like, because Kenny's obviously in that circuit now, but it sounds like he's yeah, he's getting a new contract, and And yeah, no, but even then, I think the problem is let's let Tony Khan be the booker. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need a million EVPs running that company. Like, again, great job, guys, you got us here, you got us that new promotion, but let's go back to doing what you do best, and that's being a pro wrestler. I just I think this is causing more issues than anything, but obviously you still have the John Moxleys of the world. Mm-hmm. So you, you you have names who are huge. And you have the Chris Jerichos. Like at this point, you can go Punk Jericho for you, all the banter back and forth to to main event that thing.
1: You really could, and that's a big enough headline to main event, co main event, and sell tickets. This is to me the big thing. Like a lot of times in the WWE. And even in wrestling in general, major wrestling, the big companies, it's not like it used to be where a certain wrestler or a certain storyline or a feud would sell tickets. It's, I'm buying a ticket to WrestleMania because I want to see WrestleMania. Or WWE's in town, I want to go see WWE. This is a perfect opportunity to grasp a little bit of that of like, I want to see so-and-so versus so-and-so in this massive arena with a great storyline attached to it. This is where Mike. I worry, and we've said this the last couple of years, whether it be on the SoundCloud potty or here on Spotify, Amazon Music, and all the fun stuff. The short-term booking that they do going into pay-per-view sometimes really hurts shows and, and entertainment value for me. Yeah, we get a great match with a two-week buildup of the Young Bucks versus insert team here. But how much better and more invested would we be if we had four to six weeks of a build-up in tease? So I'm th- I think they need to start start planting seeds now i know they've got a lot before that they got double or nothing they've got forbidden door and then all in and then a week later mike is all out a week later is all out that's why i'm confused is like is all in a pay-per-view and then is all out of pay-per-view not too sure what's going on there but i think you need to start planting some seeds for wembley
0: I mean, obviously now too, Jay White I think is a big push of Huge. their lead up to Forbidden Doors run. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, you got to do better than you did last year, even though Forbidden Door I really loved.
1: Loved last year. it. it my
0: sec- second favorite pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they're positioning all in to be their WrestleMania. I-,
1: I think you have to. You have to treat this show as your mania for this year. And I got no problem if that focus changes you know, I, every I, year to different pay-per-views
0: i i don't i don't see that being the case i think all in is going to be their show of shows the show that so. started it it's the show that'll be the highlight vocal point of the year because then you got to look at it too like look at SummerSlam now mm-hmm. you're booking at stadium yeah they're not going to do that with every show but they will do that with all in mm-hmm they,
1: they, they can just they
0: can just do that and now I think the like the house show circuit and that stuff like it's kind of forming like you're you're seeing you're acting like the other big guy like yeah. you're getting your name out there more and more like there's wrestling coming and there's names you know you put the John Moxies the Chris Jericho's hell the even CM Punk's on the posters people will know from watching TV for the past how many years yeah my my worry again is too is you said short term booking. If you're planning on selling your tickets, let's get punk in the fold. What better way to do that than how you did your Friday night show than launch your new apparent Saturday show is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Is that that new show is going to be on Saturday than with CM Punk coming back? I, I think
1: as as you're talking and just kind of looking at notes and whatnot, we've got here and things we talked about before the show, with all the rumors that punk is talking I think they're doing the same thing as when Punk came to AEW. Leak stuff out, feed some stories out, build that hype. It The worked. worst kept secret. Let it be. But it worked the last time. It's the biggest, obviously the biggest rampage ever. Nothing's come close to those ratings. Um, I don't know if that number beat any of the Dynamite numbers, but either way, great, great numbers. You can do that again, but do it on a pay-per-view level to make people pay and see and put it in a stadium how awesome would it be to see ftr come out and then just wait for cult of personality to hit and then you've got a massive reaction whether it's good bad mixture or whatever those fans are going to be making noise and i think that's the way to go i personally think it should be punk and ftr versus the elite in some sort of bucks rule style match with whatever on the line, or just pride, whatever it is. I think that's a headlining main event. What does that do for the world title? Who do you have in AEW that's bigger than Kenny and the Bucks? You really don't have anybody that's bigger than Kenny and the Bucks, unless... Chris Jericho. Worldwide,
0: yes. But
1: are we doing Jericho versus MJF for the title? I can't see it.
0: I would say it's like the history they have, have Jericho win the strap, have Punk come back. I mean, like Jesus Christ, you just fucking booked it. So yeah, well you, done, no, Mike. But you, but you know, but you you could you really do did. That. I I I don't think they should. But if I'm Chris Jericho plays ball at AEW. Yeah, Chris Jericho doesn't have to headline every pay per view with the star power he is. He could have a lot more say, but he he knows the business and he does business. I I think MJF should be holding on to that title personally. Yeah, oh yeah. I think we should give him the run of all runs. But I think we need to really maximize that the the four pillar storyline because I think there's a lot of good there. Yeah, and I think that's I, that's a good match to have.
1: I agree. I think that'd be a great match to have. I think Max would get unbelievable heat in the UK. Unbelievable heat. They'd start cheering him for a second, but I think they would. he would do the right job and get them people to hate him.
0: Well, you got to think about the buildup to that. Like you're going to have a dynamite in a UK town. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a rampage, and if by then you're gonna have a Saturday show, and your pay per view is usually what Saturday? Uh,
1: AW is usually Sunday, but it, with it being oh, in it, the is, UK, it, it uh, is
0: usually Sunday. <laughs> I think yeah. with it being in the UK, it probably will be a Saturday show for us. Um, I well, the date's out there. We could always check, but yeah, true. Yeah, but for me, I I I do as much as like I think the Punk FTR Elite match in a Bucks rules. Punk ain't hanging. In a Bucks Rules match. Listen, wrestling people, they're just different styles. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't need to see Kenny versus Punk. I don't need to see my Kenny Omega get slowed down to work a Punk style. It's its not a jab at Punk or how he works. He just works different than those guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see, pal. I, like I said before, a lot happening between now and All In and All Out the week later. Like, probably minimum two pay-per-views if not three for aew so that's a lot i think they won't be scared to if numbers aren't great i think they will reach out to people or companies like new japan be like hey we need to borrow okada or um, mercedes money uh why not oh well, that's
0: right? that's that's a goddamn lock right so mercedes monet lock it in for for forbidden door that's happening
1: I think so. Uh, for Bindor, absolutely. When it comes to All-In, if they're not doing greater, or they think they can do more, announce mercedes Monet will be there against Soraya and Britt Baker for the title. Whatever you need to do with Jamie Hayter. Sorry. I think those are options and I think that Tony will have a, will have those conversations if needed, but I'm pretty sure he's going to rely on his team, which he should, and his booking, which he should. He just needs to start it soon. That's That's my thing. I think they will... I'm going to go between and this is a big number I'm sorry it's a big gap. I'm going to go between 40 and 56,000 people.
0: I I hope you get closer to the end goal of 90, but I'm I'm with Me you. Too. I think 50 I think 50,000 is a success.
1: Yeah, can't wait to be wrong on that to be honest with you. I'd love to see it 80 80,000 and up. I think that would be one of the best wrestling environments to watch a show in ever, uh, especially being here in Canada on TV. I think it'd be so goddamn cool, but uh, let us know your thoughts on that. Hit us up uh, at in my house pod on the Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think. Will they hit 90,000, 40,000 your thoughts on if they can build up to that and get that to be a must-see show in Wembley stadium. Uh, We're going to switch gears to the WWE this past Friday night on SmackDown. Triple H came out, again, addressed the audience, talked about how great the numbers were for Mania. It was the biggest Mania ever, uh, which is fine and dandy. And then he announced the WWE draft is coming back in a couple weeks. There was no date, which I found weird. I thought for sure they'd be announcing it's either going to be before the pay-per-view at Backlash or afterwards. We didn't get that. He just said in a couple weeks, and that's all that's been. Uh, the-
0: I, I, I would guess. say, I would think after Backlash.
1: I hope so. I think so. Let, let, let's get to Backlash and finish off these storylines. And the one thing... Triple H kept promising, which is a pretty cliche line that he uses, but he kind of did it in a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He said, this draft is going to change the game. Now, he followed that up with every wrestler is available, which it has been every year. That's not a new thing. So I don't understand that point at all, but uh, they got to promote what they got to promote. Uh, when it comes to the draft, Mike, we've chatted about this a couple times on the potty before and the brand split and how it really Shouldn't be there, shouldn't be a thing. And so I, I've tried to come at, it at a different angle, Mike. Instead of okay. just saying it shouldn't be a thing, it's dumb. But we see superstars on each show all the time, but it's only certain superstars bouncing back and forth, like usually like a Roman Reigns or the Usos. Um, I, I'm coming at it at a different angle. I made some notes that I want to rattle off to you. And I think we're going to get call ups for this. I think uh, like guys like Braun Breaker are going to finish up their storylines in NXT and get called up in the draft great yeah it's it's, it's whatever but they need to get a Braun Breaker. There, he's getting booed out of the building everywhere he fucking goes now from that nxt crowd but um mike here's what i want out of the draft i don't think a, a lot of this if any of this will happen but this is my my fantasy booking on how the draft should go one world champion men's champion women's champion that person should bounce back and forth from both shows i know it won't happen if that's the case no. Roman's got to be there a majority of the time, even if it's just a recorded comment, backstage vignette, whatever. Fucking put a bunch of those in the can and play them. But if I were to do it, I would like to see one world champion, one women's champion, one tag team champions. Again, working both shows. I would like that. If you want to go for the Intercontinental title, that's exclusive to, let's say, SmackDown. And then the U.S. titles exclusive to RAW. If you want to go for those titles, you've got to get traded. I think they could they could do things where Mustafa Ali's exhausted uh, all of his efforts to get to the U.S. Championship. He's either lost a couple matches for the championship, this, this, and that. You know, request a trade. Let's kind of make this a little bit more realistic when it
0: comes to if you're having so GMs. So you want GMs to have a real role
1: yeah and I, I thought about that too i'm like does that mean we got to bring gms back i technically don't think so adam pierce does a good enough job on tv as the uh and advisor whatever the fuck you want to call him the executive in the backstage it's running things i think he can go into a quote-unquote office with the head of usa network fox whoever they want to have as these heads they don't really need anybody and just say all right we've uh so you know show the thing hey ollie just a heads up uh you know, you can even show them on the phone doing it. Because I've seen NHL and other sports teams show footage of how trade calls are made. You could do stuff like that. Like, hey, I'll just let you know you've been traded to SmackDown. Thanks for all your time and this, this, this. As long as you don't do
0: a campy, I think you're fine. I think you could pull but, that off. Which is kind of like a part of wrestling, though. It's kind of the shtick of WWE is to not make it super real. Right? Which... I think they can do it. I
1: just think they choose not to because I think they are, at times. Vince is just a giant immature kid at heart, and likes to just make himself and pop, uh, pop the the boys in the back kind of bit, or you know, pop Michael Hayes or whatever. Right. So, I would like to see stuff like that. Another thing, Mike, is when it comes to trades, whether someone requests a trade or, um, you know, have Adam Pierce go to someone and just out of the blue, hey, just a heads up. Uh, we got an offer from RAW for the street profits. Uh, we agreed to it, but even part of the trade, we're sending you to RAW. We'll uh, contact you later on about flights and things like that. They need you on RAW on Monday. Thanks for your services. Little things like that, I think, would add some importance to the show. And you know, you could have certain wrestlers at some point being like, "You're gonna regret this. I'm gonna make RAW the best show ever. I'll see you when I see you," kind of thing, right? You can you can turn guys, build guys, baby faces different ways with little things like that. Another thing number one contenders i think this would add a lot more validity uh, to number one contender matches let's say dolph ziggler is a number one contender for the world heavyweight championship and we only have one champion it's roman reigns he can go to another show to progress a story because you've won that number one contendership i think the number one contender should be allowed to go back and forth that should be part of the thing. I, this is something I don't think they should lay out on draft night. Just as the show goes on, be like, hey, you win the number one contendership for the world title. You know, Roman Reigns is a SmackDown guy. are going to be on SmackDown this week. Because you're the number one contender, you need to confront your your opponent kind of thing, right? I think that could be done. It makes the matches mean a little bit more. Uh, it builds story. Even if you don't send the guy there, have a backstage vignette or a pre-taped, you know, a selfie video saying, hey, I'm I'm on Raw. I'm watching you on SmackDown. I'm I got I'm in your head, whatever promo it may be. But I think making these number one contenders matches mean something instead of just getting a match the next week on Raw, you can you can build that storyline a little bit more.
0: I like again, I like where you're booking from because it's for a smarter fan.
1: Yeah, it, it is very covered, trust me.
0: unfortunately you're talking about an audience who isn't just us. Yeah. And it's not even just being pushed to us anymore. It's got other outlets. of a Logan Paul signing for a multi-year deal mm-hmm. or bringing an audience from other places. Uh, here's my two cents. Don't do the draft. Why the fuck are we doing the draft? <laughs> None of it sticks anyway. Here's how I do the hierarchy of wrestling. You've got these TV shows and you've got all this talent. You've got enough places to put people. You don't have to put the wrong roster. Yeah, I don't know if you feel that way with me, but I just they bounce back and forth anyhow, so it doesn't prove to do anything. Um, your world champion has both belts. The idea for this to work is there should be belts on both. I know you disagree, but if they're going to go back to doing SmackDown pay per view, Raw pay per view, SmackDown pay per view, Raw pay per view, those titles need to be on those shows. The SmackDown tag team titles, the SmackDown women's title. This is stuff in place already. Don't do any of that and have. One women's world title, have one men's world title, have a tag team championship, have BI in you want to bring the cruiser away? Do it amongst the entire roster. We don't need to split the brands for sake of story. This is a good way to exit bloodline stuff. It's a good way to make Jay a a, it's basically them saying they're like, we're going to split up the Usos. Yeah, but 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 that's it. Where it's just like, let's see if Jay can do it on his own. Because Jimmy can always fall on a backpack. We said it with solo because mm-hmm. I don't think solo is worth two shits as a fucking singles guy. Mm-hmm. He's nothing without the bloodline. He is. He falls into obscurity. He's a mid card at best talent. That's where you end up. This is the big shakeups to look for. It's a perfect way to split up Sammy and Kevin.
1: And see, I it, that is also a terrible with, excuse to do it, right? Like it's just, but then they know. don't lose. I, I agree. And they're probably going to do a good majority of that, just splitting teams up for the sake of splitting teams up, splitting partners up for the sake of splitting partners up, which drives me nuts because we've seen and heard and read that Vince would do that just for the shock and awe with no plan, no storyline. We'll figure it out later.
0: But and, this is hoping, or maybe it is still Hunter control.
1: Right. I, I'm just kind of going in with they're doing the draft, they're doing the brand split. How could I think that they could do a little bit better in getting? And let's be honest, they need to bring more hardcore fans back. And if you're going to try and do that, because, you know, the, the draft usually is a fun night where who's going where last few years has been pretty terrible. And we all know Kevin Owens is switching shows every single time. One last thing I want to say before uh, last idea that I had for a draft or a brand split is if you're going to do eventually do uh, a, a show that's not WrestleMania, that has raw versus SmackDown, that's most likely Survivor Series. Now most likely gonna be war games. If somebody wins, like say if SmackDown wins, the guys that are involved in that match should get some sort of reward. You guys come in between 30 and 20 and 30 at the rumble. You're guaranteed that spot. There's gotta be something like that, you know. Like other other than that, like brand supremacy, I don't think you've built enough your brands that people people aren't really big, I'm a raw guy and that's it, or I'm a big Smackdown guy and that's it. Maybe in the early, very initial part of the brand split and the draft sure they tried that might have worked but raw being on the usa network and smackdown being on fox and then eventually those shows a, a couple weeks later on on the wwe network there's no there's no need for that brand supremacy just for bragging rights it's just not doing anything so there's got to be something on the line i think i
0: i, I wish that was going to be the case but i think it's going to be business as usual yeah I, and, I and, like it suck, and, it, and it sucks to hear that because like, yeah, there's a lot of good that can come from that. You have really great ideas that I would be interested in mm-hmm. because it, it's a little more deeper to follow, right? You get a little more out of it than your payoff being like the match at the pay-per-view. Like yeah. there's stuff to follow and keep you enticed for that. They call it a brand. But it's the same fucking brand. I like, know. It's, it's... still <laughs> WWE. Like right. this, I, this is where I'm too. lost by it. And it's undercutting too. Like you're, if you're USA or Fox, then you have a lot more say on like, well, listen motherfucker like you've been with us for this long we're taking these stars we want the ratings maybe things will change with endeavor it, it, maybe maybe they're finding a home for both <laughs> we've all got about 90 seconds
1: left here mike do you think they for that for the pop for the shock and awe do you think at some point a quote-unquote ufc wrestler gets drafted somewhere
0: just to get absolutely. the headlines? yes yes absolutely yeah, you know. absolutely. There's a lot of retired talent from there that is just dying to <laughs> to come and have a new profession and make some money.
1: Uh, I I hope that person's prepared to be just hated beyond words because it's just not going to work out great. <laughs> but um, Mike, yeah, it, it's the draft is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be something that I'm going to look to see how they're going to do it, and we'll obviously be talking about it here if it's dog shit and if it's plain Jane, so be it. It's probably not going to be a big headline that week. So spoiler alert. Dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, fans, for listening and checking in with the show. Uh, it's always a blast to hear from you. Let us know what you think on the, the draft, the brand split, AEW going to Wembley Stadium, 90,000, and anything else that's on your mind, any big hot topics, we'd love to hear it. Hit us up at In My House Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're monitoring that uh, daily, and we love chatting with you guys. Again, Caravan here in Regina. Search that up. Hit up their socials, Caravan with a K. For all your fun pop culture type needs and horror needs and pro wrestling needs as well brother it's been a fun show we're, uh, we're after mania we're back into like alright this is a bit of a lull season how do we keep it up AEW Dynamite is happening as we're recording this right now I'm hoping for big things I'm excited to go watch but uh, a great show let's do it again next week brother sounds good for a paralegal mic, I am Scotty Via. This has been the In My Host for Row Wrestling Podcast. Welcome
0: this. to my play Welcome to my it's house. It's my house. Yowie, wowie.